And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Still the craziest thing to me is that someone looked at a lobster one day and was like, I bet that's good. Right. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah, I got I to gotta crack that thing open see what's inside. There are Somebody was just desperate, man. Yeah. There are <laughs> certain the day, foods. It wasn't like you go to a restaurant. A homeless mermaid? Like, who saw it in the <laughs> sea was like, I got to get that. Aren't all mermaids homeless? Do they have? Or any? No, they've got homes. They've got caves and stuff. No, no mermaid is homeless because the, yeah. the sea is their home, man. There's no such thing as a homeless mermaid. It's like, like you're the right, land though. is our home. That's stupid. No, that's that's not how that works. The, uh, I think it is. You ever seen the Little Mermaid? I have. Yeah, and she had her own area. <laughs> of the sea. She had a castle, right? Yeah, she like, had a castle yeah. down there. No, but you're right, Andy. Uh, somebody, there are foods that somebody just got really desperate. Tried it and then was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Somebody was starving as hell and got bit by a lobster on the fucking while he was walking in the water. I don't think they that's, bite. I don't then, think that's then then reach down. But you know what I mean. When when they claw they hit you yeah. with their claws. Yeah. Yeah. It reached need, down and was like, I'm gonna eat you in in revenge. I wanna, I, yeah. I want a food drunk history with J King. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be great. Drove, how we got how we got food. Drove, set it up. Bro. New York strip steak. Ooh. This is the basketball buds. Braised beef short ribs. With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. We got Mo Dakio. We got Jay King. We got a skeleton crew today, but we got what we need, fellas. Coming up on the show, LeBron won an award. Kyrie says he's not leaving. The Warriors and the Heat might be in trouble. We got a little MVP banter to go through as we started off with guys. We've got to start putting Devin Booker, not just like, oh, should he be an MVP conversation? That's soft. That's weak. That's such a cop out, right? So why isn't this guy getting more MVP conversations, right? This is what happened. John Morant's out there even saying, hey, Devin Booker needs to be on these MVP rankings, on these MVP ladders. He needs to be in the top five because we had some some list got put out there by Michael C. Wright. List got put out there. He had Embiid one, Jokic two, Giannis three, Tatum four, Luka five, and John Morant quote tweeted that with still no D book. And if we think about it, he's been phenomenal. They didn't fall off when Chris Paul was out uh, for weeks after the All-Star break. And Jay, like if you look at this, best team in the league by far, right? They have run away with this one seed throughout the entire playoffs. He has been at an all-NBA level and there's got to be a certain point where that leads to serious MVP conversations and considerations. Yeah. So where I'm at with the MVP is I know 
who the top three should be, and that's in whatever order, and mm-hmm. Embiid, Jokic, Giannis. And that's what you want to do, what you want to do with the fourth and fifth spots is totally like either flavor of the month or your preference. Like there are a lot of guys that aren't really separated for those spots. And I I think Booker, because of what he's done, uh, because of how the Suns have played all season and not only that, but also when Chris Paul was out and the way they continued to execute without the point guard who's known for leading execution, like that's a huge feat. Mm-hmm. And and I think Booker deserves a lot of credit for that. For, where it's tough to gauge, like Booker's place in this, to me, is because the Suns, they they separate themselves because they they are super deep. They have a lot of guys who are good NBA players, and they all play defense. They all execute. Like you watch that team, and they execute in fast motion. It's like like fast forward compared mm-hmm. to a lot of the other teams that are just like slogging away. And, and so it's hard for me to tell like how much credit Devin Booker deserves individually. I know he's been great. I know he should be in any conversation for all NBA, any conversation for the, you know, the fourth or fifth spot in the MVP ranking, but it's hard for me to, to determine like just how much individual credit he he should get or whether he's getting too much because he's on the best team yeah and it's a it's a weird case where like the i feel like like when you look at it though jay yeah like when you when cp was out these are his numbers right 28.2 points a game 52.1 from the field 40.3 percent from three seven assists just under three turnovers a night like those are big time numbers also also for the entire season uh, when 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 Chris Paul and Devin Booker are on the floor together, the Suns are plus eleven for one hundred possessions, which is insane. I mean, like, but when but when you take Chris Paul out of the equation, they drop down to oh, just plus nine point one. Like they're still oh, completely no, dominant. And and you're right, like so, like Jay, you're right. Like some of that is like this team is just a machine at this point, right? But yeah. Mo, like that, like there is there is no drop off. Like you you read those numbers, like those numbers are ridiculous. It, they're absolutely ridiculous and that was always the knock right like well he's playing with cp cp's gonna take away from some of his mvp stuff like he steps up in big ways go watch if you have any doubt of how he's looking go watch what he did against the denver nuggets in the second half he was unreal dropping 49 points but it was like it, it was plays where he would miss the shot Jokic gets the rebound. He just steal the ball from Jokic. Fine, eight in for the alley oop. Okay, fine. He he has a almost turnover. Gets the ball, kicks it out to campaign in the corner for a three. Payne misses the free throw. Just rips the rebound out of Jamichael Green's hands and gets an and one. It's like plays like that where you could just see like the urgency and everything he has going with it. It's hard. Like it's really hard. And then when you look at the fact like they're going to be the only team in the NBA that wins sixty games this season. Right. Like, I don't, I mean, you know, they're, they're the closest team is eight and a half games in Memphis, right? In the Eastern Conference, I mean, God, <laughs> the the Heat with 47 wins have the top wins in the East. I mean, 13 wins behind the Phoenix Suns. Like, it's just unreal everything they've done this season. Like, he's probably not getting enough recognition. Now, I don't know. I think you're right, Jay, in the top three, but like, he can't, he can't, all, he can't crack that top three. I just don't know if he can. I mean, 
maybe it really depends on what you think in terms of MVP voting. Like, what do you do if Jokic drops into the playing tournament? If he's if if the Nuggets are seven and in the playing tournament, does that hurt his MVP candidacy? Man, I I mean, it probably does for like overall. I still look at him like, look at what he has to play with. No offense to, yeah, you know, I love me some right. bone time. That was extremely like, offensive. Let, but, like, let's be honest. But no, but look, man, like, let's they're not be getting Jamal Murray. They're, like, Michael Porter Jr. played like five games and he sucked. Like, they, it, he's got nothing out there. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I think we can we can stop pretending that we think Aaron Gordon's like a really good player, right? Like, he's fine. He's fine, but like he's your he's your great fourth option, right? Except he's their second now, right? Or maybe right. Monty Morris is whatever. But like Monty Morris is a backup point guard. Like all these dudes, other than Aaron Gordon, are pretty. Or I mean, Will Barton's not a backup, but like these dudes are like their backup point guards, their backup wings, their backup forwards for the most part. And he's having to drag them every single night. And so like if they fall to the to the playing tournament, I I get that this would you know hurt his candidacy. But it's still on the season. They're plus seven point nine per one hundred possessions when he's on the floor, and they're minus six point four. It's not as extreme okay, so, as it was, but it's still like that's that's a big swing. So yeah, it's hard for Booker to catch that, right? Out there. Um, I mean, they're worse than lottery. You have to relegate the team to the G League. But but I still like more of the Kings. the kings aren't in the g league (laughs) Um, but that booker doesn't i don't think elevate over Jokic. now when you look at joel Embiid with everything he's done this season i mean it's everybody kind of overlooks the fact that when he's on the floor this team has probably about a 70 win percentage or just under 700 in the win percentage only team better than that is phoenix does with what Embiid's done has is booker able to jump over that um, no. no, because here's, here's the thing that would work against Booker here, right? He's missed 11 games. That's a significant number of games. Now, other guys have missed games as well, but you know, you can't, you can't like use that against Embiid, but then not use it against Booker, right? Or use it against like right. certain guys. Like, like I think, and we'll talk about this in a little bit. Like, I think John Morant is probably, probably out of this thing one because he's missed a bunch like he's he's missed like what like 18 games at this point and he's gonna miss yeah, he's more missed, he's missed a lot yeah of games, and yeah. and they're dominant right when he's not on the floor like <laughs> which i think it's a good sign for the grizzlies but it's a bad sign for his mvp candidacy maybe he still finishes top five but with with the way luca and, and tatum have surged you know i think DeRozan's out curry's out like kd is missed way too many games um but but yeah like i mean if we're using that against, you know, Embiid when using, you know, when trying to compare him to to Jokic, then yeah, that's got to be a knock on book. And I think it's unfair to use the COVID absence because that's the largest stretch that Embiid missed was out with COVID when everybody was missing with COVID. Yeah, like, I, I mean, but of, that's what I, that's I mean, book mo- missed due to COVID, right? Didn't he have COVID yeah, like twice I mean, or something? Or he's in health and safety protocols twice? Yeah, and I'm I'm not I don't I don't think I'm using that against in my he can't jump over uh Embiid there I just think the same argument with even though the cast is a little bit better than what uh Denver has and a Maxi's taking a leap he's still not playing with a ton of guys with with Embiid right like the the talent around Embiid he's really lifted a lot of those guys up George's Yang was like shooting the hell out of the ball for the longest time and a lot of it was the open looks that they created from Embiid 
But so I don't think he could jump over and beat. Giannis is looking like he might win Defensive Player of the Year, at least be a a, a top three vote getter in that. This, this is driving me crazy over by that? the way because I uh, Jay, I read your article. Okay, very nice. You know, very very nice arguments for Marcus Smart and Robert Williams III. I think it's great. You maybe. threw in Mikhail Bridges as like, yeah, maybe he gets some consideration. To me, he's hold the front runner. What article was that? That was, I think that was Seth Bartnow's. Was it? Oh, maybe you tweeted out. Yeah, Jay doesn't make smart. Jay doesn't make smart arguments. I, it was one of the few things I read. No, it's one of the few things I read on vacation, and so it was. It was a bit of a blur. <laughs> it was. It was Seth's. Yeah. I, I would. How I would like to take credit just for Seth's work. Well, take it. Yeah. That's fine. Um, how's how's Mikael Bridges' afterthought here? I I don't know. <laughs> it's, I don't know the numbers. I wasn't ready for this. It's part crazy to me that Mikael Bridges is not like the front runner for defensive player of the year right now. This is a weird defensive player of the year race because yeah. some of the guys like Rudy Gobert, like his team is just a totally average defense. And obviously that changes a lot when he's out there, but it's not like a a classic Rudy season where he's in charge of a top three defense and he's obviously the guy who makes that go. Like they have some serious holes. He hasn't always covered those holes. Um, Giannis, another guy mentioned like their defense has suffered a lot because Brooke Lopez hasn't been out there. Right. And, and now Giannis has been used in a, a different role whereas before he was you know the, the weak side block everything help off all the time guy now he's got got to do some some different responsibilities that i'm not sure he's as good at um you got ben simmons who hasn't even played a game <laughs> who was up there last year and so i i do he might get it, it. It's it's a defensive player of the year award that is totally up for grabs. Draymond probably would have won it had he stayed healthy the whole time. Yeah, if he was healthy, the like he Draymond was at the beginning of the season. Draymond screwed this up, right? Right. Draymond completely like his back injury like completely screwed this up. And then, he had it wrapped up in December. We didn't have to worry about yeah. dealing with the defensive player. No, of the we year were good. We're like, yo, this dude needs another one anyway. Now. He's playing the best defense. Like we've been good. And now. You know what? Draymond has to give us his his last one back. But his, his <laughs> no. only one, right? He's no. only won one. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. crazy. Well, he has to give it back. Yeah, well, I think Rudy's <laughs> going to give him a couple. <laughs> so, but but Bridges has to be in in any any discussion. And then the Celtics have two players who are probably cannibalizing each other. Yeah, I th- I think, well, that's kind of the Booker CP3 MVP argument, right? MVP, and just in defensive yeah. player of the year form because both those guys have been phenomenal defensively. Yeah. And if you look at the Celt- like the Celtics have by far the best defense over the last few months and like who, who deserves the credit for that when really what what separates them is that everybody in the rotation literally everybody in the rotation is a plus defender with the possible exception of Peyton Pritchard and many of those guys are like plus plus defender like Al Horford's yeah. been awesome you know Jason Tatum's been right. fantastic like on top of Smart and Williams who have been the ones held up as the defensive player of the year candidates like they have other guys that could potentially deserve merit for like all defensive team votes at least. Yeah. So, well, so it's 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 tough. It, it's a really tough defensive player of the year vote, and I feel like normally this time of year there's like a pretty clear front runner, or two two or three guys who have just separated themselves from the pack. But this year, it's it is really up for grabs. Yeah, uh, getting back to to MVP. Um, 
because I do think this matters. So so Ja Ja's played fifty six games. He's done, right? Is he? He's not going to play the rest of the season, right? I I have no feel on it. They're just <laughs> going to bench him because they've been better without him. Well, not because. Well, I mean, like he hurt. He tweeted. That was a Never stupid play joke. That Trade was him. a stupid joke. They're obviously better with Ja. I just want to. Well, I don't know. I seem to think like what did he do? He tweaked his knee or something like that. Like he's he's out yeah. like a couple of weeks, and then they're. Like he comes back and it's like the season's done. So why yeah. why even play him? Like they're they're probably going to be the two seed. You want to get you if if it's not you. It's always a risk when you're on the court for injury. But if it's not as, to the point, you want to give him at least one or two games before the playoffs. Yeah, especially because you're going to have that week off too. Yeah, I guess I, I guess so. Yeah, but so okay, he, 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 he let's say a max he maxes out at sixty games, right? Right, like just maxes out at sixty games. Um. Embiid has played 60 so far. Giannis has played 61. Booker, 63. Jokic, 68. So it actually isn't the big... I forgot that Jokic missed a little bit of time. So it's not the big gap in games played. Like eight eight between Jokic and Embiid is significant, but it's not... I don't know if it's a... I don't know if that's an like an argument tipper. Not for me. Not for me at this point. Like this has been the healthiest Embiid has been really in... in his, his entire career like you know there hasn't been besides the stretch early in the season there hasn't been a lot of long stretches of missing multiple games at once and things like that for me it's not a tipping point just I think yeah. he's rolling and it's you know and it's dominant when he's on the court so I for me I'm not using that as the uh the qualifier for for Embiid if he had played 52 games yeah different sure story, yeah but, Right. Yeah, but, but like, and they're and is, they're all kind of just jumbled in at this point. Now, who knows how like if guys will miss games the rest of the season? But like anywhere from sixty to sixty-eight games between those four, between Booker, Giannis, and Bead, Jokic. If we're going to throw Booker into the conversation, like that's not really that. I don't know. It, it might not hold, even like I even kind of feel dumb for mentioning now earlier that like Booker has missed eleven games. Like everyone's just missed a bunch of games at this point. Well, do we hold when when? They're trying to tank to avoid having to play Brooklyn in the first round. And they said, oh, you mean Embiid, what the Heat are, are doing? Hold that? You mean what the Heat are doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> the Heat are staging but these like, fights? <laughs> they, like, they, saw, they saw Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving highlight the other night. They're like, oh, shit. Gotta, Here we let's, go. Let's not, let's yeah, not like, be how that How do we incredibly lose six straight games? Oh, let's. Let's let's have a brawl. Yeah, <laughs> who, who, somebody who's hey, gonna do Spoke, it? Well, it's gotta roll be, a clipboard. <laughs> who's gonna do it? Well, it's gotta be believable. All right, Jimmy, UD, you go. You guys go. <laughs> Wait, UD's gonna play? No, 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 no. Just have him do it in a huddle. It'll be fine. <laughs> it wouldn't be believable if UD played. <laughs> well, let, let's get to that. All right is is there a uh, is there a damage is there is there some kind of uh, hole in heat culture right now mo because uh we're recording this they have lost four straight they lost to the sixers which doesn't sound that bad except no Embiid, no hard <laughs> it was a really bad loss <laughs> they lose to the warriors which doesn't sound that bad except no steph no dre no clay <laughs> so that's really bad I mean- they lost to jordan pool then they lose to the knicks that's bad no matter who's playing for that team. And then the Brooklyn Nets really smoked them in the second half. Of, and gave up a 17-point fourth quarter lead against the Knicks, too. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, they, they got, got outscored 38-15 in the fourth quarter with the Knicks with no Julius Randle. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And, and, and not counting the game against the Nets because the fourth quarter didn't matter at that point. They were getting beat so yeah. bad. In those three games you mentioned, they averaged 22.3 points a game, 40.3% from the field. 28.6% from three. And some people tweeted at me going like, yo, it's it's Tyler Hero wasn't in those games. Like, like he missed two of them. It doesn't matter. Look, you should beat those teams. You should beat those teams. That's those were three winnable games. Yeah. That you and 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 I know some people are like, oh, they're trying to duck the the the, the tanking, like you said, for for all that stuff and to avoid the nets in the first round. I don't think they're like doing that. that. I think I think I don't think so wrong, at all. Yeah. That's there is this something is a great wrong. and more coach importantly, move by Spo, man. Well, so, it's 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 light years ahead, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, so I talked case. to I talked to. How do oh. I get my team to implode and therefore <laughs> miss out on top two seed? I got a spark a fight a, with you. Amin and Amin and I were uh, were doing Mad Dog Friday night. And we had George Sedano on. You know, George like knows the Heat organization as well as anybody, and so and so we we kind of asked like about that. You know, this is before the Nets lost, um, and it, I think it was right after they lost to to the Knicks, and and we asked like you know about the the argument and the huddle between UD and Jimmy and everything, and he was just kind of like, yeah, Spo loves this shit, and it's like what he's like, <laughs> Spo loves this drama, and it was like, oh my god, like so. I do think like Spo is probably enjoying this and like, yes, we need to like ruffle some feathers here. Maybe we got too comfortable. You know, our late game execution hasn't been what it needs to be and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know that's necessarily translating the roster. Like, I don't know if we can use this as like a tactic. I feel no, like, you know, I why? feel like that was actually Jimmy's love language though. Yeah, but, but, yeah. but Jimmy's <laughs> like, love he's like, language he's like is you, different than everybody else's love language. But I'm saying, he's like, Udonis is my guy. Like, Spo, Spo is my guy for that. Like, as bad as it got in the moment, I feel like yeah. like that that only fortified things for Jimmy. Like, right. he, he's like, that only those works. are my brothers now. That Those guys will have my back if I need them to. My favorite um, part of that whole clip was just Kyle Lowry just, like, getting out of there. <laughs> just walking away like, no, I'm not doing not, this shit. I am going, hey. Hey, we need another timeout. Yeah, he, he was <laughs> like, not today, man. Not today. I'm not going to be involved with this shit. But the only the only problem with that is it didn't work. The next game, they blew a 17-point lead Knicks. in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Without Julius Randle. Oh like, it's not, it's not like, oh, wow, they were – I mean, and it was a fourth quarter lead. Like, they were – they looked like, okay, you can start spinning it that way. Hey, look, we got our juices going. That fight was good for us. Right. All of that. No, but the bigger problem, Zach, is they're terrible in crunch time situations. Oh, they're so bad. They're so bad offensively in crunch time. In that game against Philly, end of game stuff, right? Like, we're talking last two minutes. This is when you go matchup hunting. 
The Sixers had Forkon Korkmaz on the floor and Paul Millsap. How do you not attack that? Every play down. They were attacking Hero every possession yeah. down. How are you not going at Korkmaz on the other side and Paul Millsap? And you have the like you have the king of like the dude who tries to seek out those mismatches, get the switch, and then and then just and then just be too either too quick or too strong for him and Jimmy Butler, right? Like he should be a guy that can go like, all right, I'm going to go like, I'm going to force a switch with Cork Moss and go at him, or I'm going to force a switch with, with Millsap and go at him. And it was just like, none of this, none of it were like, none of nothing they tried to do was any kind of confident. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah, it's it weird timing for this because they've gone, they went through a whole season when everyone was falling apart, when everyone was in shambles, they were the team that just kind of kept plugging away, kept getting wins. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter who was out. They just kept getting wins. I, I'm, I'm a little. The question I have about them is that they have to kind of choose in crunch time whether to go with defenders or offensive players, right? Like, right. and their crunch time defense is pretty good. I think it's around top ten. Yeah, and and if they go with an all like their all defense team, it's like Bam Adebayo, PJ Tucker. Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, um, who else will be out there? Whoever. But you could put together an amazing defensive team. My, my my problem with them is like their offense works better if Tyler Hero's out there, if Duncan Robinson's out there, if Max Struess is out there. Like, and I know Max Struess hasn't always played a lot lately, but but have more shooting out there. And, and so to me, they just have to make decisions in crunch time. Whereas some yeah. other teams just have five guys who can do it who they can trust to do everything. And and that that's where I, I wonder about the heat. Like, Spolster's going to have to make some decisions in those moments. Do I go with one sort of lineup? Do I go with another? Um, and, and I don't know. Like, the offense scares me a little bit. They're, they're I think, 14th in the NBA right now. And and some of that is is that they've been missing guys throughout the year. But I also do wonder if they have enough like with their main guys because like i said some of their some of their better offensive players some guys that make you know more of an offensive difference aren't necessarily in huge roles or like hero coming off the bench even though obviously he's he's a, a big role so who who are you more worried about right now we have the heat with as they're kind of spiraling a little bit and maybe it's a tactic and probably not uh their their crunch time offense is um is 26th in the NBA, only the Pistons, Pacers, Spurs, and Knicks are worse this year. That's not, a not bad, good, not good company. Yeah, not That's good company. To be in. And, and by the way, <laughs> oh the, man, the Heat are worse than the Magic. The Heat are worse than the Magic. Oh, wow, time offense. Magic That's are next. Magic time. Time. It is cold. Cold time. Yeah, that is cold. Anthony time. Um, so are you more worried about the Heat as they you know kind of kind of fall out of the one seat here, or are you more worried about the Warriors who? Yes, Draymond is back, but you know Clay's uh, until that uh, that game against Atlanta. Like Clay, Clay was really struggling. I think he hit a tough stretch where or, you know this started like catching up to his body. And oh, by the way, Steph has a foot injury. Yeah, I, 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 I'm more worried about the Warriors just because I think they have so much to figure out. Like, forget about Draymond getting back to top speed and Steph's injury and Clay not being a hundred percent. Like Steve Kerr is still trying to figure out who to start. He he's he's still trying to figure out which rotation guys to use. How, how much do I use Kaminga in a playoff series? How how much do I use 
Gary Payton the second? How much do I use like, basically anyone on the roster? Like outside yeah. of of Clay, Steph, and Draymond, and I think even Clay could see like a weird role because I, I could foresee a time in the playoffs when you have to choose between keeping Clay on the court and and him not being right or benching Clay and giving yourself a better chance to win. And it won't necessarily get to that, but it could. It really could. Uh, yeah. And so, so I, I just think they have so much that they haven't figured out yet. And and maybe they can fall back on you know the way they played in the first half of the season when they had a lot of their guys available when Steph and Draymond were both right. And maybe they can get back to that level. But but to me, there's just like so many variables to that team. With you know, they they just benched Looney. They they are clearly trying to figure out like what lineups to use what what version of themselves works best and and i think that like that that's totally unsolved right now a, a lot of that i mean the the other big problem that i think's not getting enough recognition is where is andrew wiggins gone Yo, he right? is like, fa- I, like you know like i want I, I forgot to mention this what, when we were what talking was about it called k-pop like, k-pop uh, yeah <laughs> But PJ Tucker hasn't hit a shot. I don't think since the all-star break, I, I think Wiggins has hit one. Like those two have re- right. for those two respective teams. It was have a, really it, struggled. It was probably a bank shot. It was probably a two, three foot miss that just happened to bank in. Yeah. Um, he, he goes from shooting 41% from three to 31 after the all-star break. Like it's, it's, he's getting the same minutes. He's getting the same opportunities. Well, I'll tell you what, it's Draymond was out and now stuff's out. Like th- 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 that's two huge difference makers for the quality of looks that he's going to be getting. That's that's a great point, but still they need him to be the guy to be forty percent from three right. at this point, right? Like those are the things that are that are really going to hurt them. And you know, I had a lot of questions about a lot of their role players, just guys who I was like, these guys have never played in the playoffs, and. You know, we, we saw last year with the Suns, like maybe that doesn't matter. For me, that was more of just, hey, those guys got going at the right time. I don't believe in a lot of these guys. And even though Poole's gotten hot lately, I still am just looking at it going like, I don't know what this team's going to look like in the playoffs. And I'm way more worried about them than than the Miami Heat. And part of it is because I never really believed in the Heat. Ooh. But this team's really struggled. I mean, it's obviously Draymond out killed their defense all of that and it's hard to get back to that where, where are you at on the heat zach because yeah. you're the most here's bullish the, heat here's guy Andrew in, Wiggins in world history with and without steph this year me yeah where am i oh i i mean i think they're i think they're probably fine but i mean i'm taking i'm taking milwaukee over anybody at this point in the east and uh, well, no, I, I, there's still part of me is like KD and some dudes. Like I, like I will roll with KD and some dudes, you know, like I know that there are a bunch of questions there. There's a bunch of holes and there's a, it doesn't look good at times, but for me, like I, I kind of just keep going. Like I believe in Kevin Durant. Like if I, if I'm not going to like believe in the lore of Kevin Durant here, then I'll go with Milwaukee. But I do, I don't think the heater nearly in the trouble that people seem to be freaking out about, but they've got some shit to fix in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but yeah. back, back to, back to Wiggins, like this is Wiggins with and without Curry on the floor this year with Curry on the floor. 
48.8% from the field, 41.7% from three. Without him, 41.6% from the field, 33.3% from three. I mean, that's, and and, he, and he's out for the next, you know, what, two weeks or a week? I, I don't know what it is at this point. That'll I mean, do it. Yeah. It's, it's, that's brutal. And then the demand on Clay at this point is a little bit unfair for considering a guy who basically sat out two years. Yeah. Like, he's got to, he's whole, just got to be viewed as like Duncan Robinson. Whatever point, you right? get's a bonus. Yeah. Right. Whatever you get. <laughs> great. No. You yeah. Know, and then like, if he, he just, and then if he doesn't, and if he plays like Clay, then great, but you can't expect him to be Clay. No, and I think that's and there's going to be nights like that Atlanta night, Holy right? Shit. Where he goes off real quick. Hold right? on, and he, real quick. Andrew Wiggins post All Star break, three point percentage when Steph isn't on the floor, twenty six point one percent. Forget the forget the three point percentage. He's shooting fifty percent from the free throw lines post All Star break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sixteen for thirty two. Yeah. It's tough, and he's man. not even getting three attempts a game, which is weird for Andrew Wiggins. Man, his first his first three <laughs> years in the league, he lived the free throw line. Yeah, he and was a, just, he was a free like, throw beast. Good. I don't really want to. Then he moved out. <laughs> he was good, yeah, he was getting like six hundred attempts a year. Like it was, <laughs> it was nuts. Just, uh, it's but this this team though, I don't think they're. I would be worried about them going up against Memphis in the second round. Um. Yeah. I would be worried about them getting to the second round. If they get Denver in the first round? Denver, or like shit, if they get Dallas in the first round, or like whoever. And and the, the other variable to that is, is Steph going to be right by the first round of the playoffs? You know, like the, <sighs> no, the, the, the timeline is yeah. pushing it. Like, I it, know it he, helps, he expects it to be helps back before. It helps that the, the plan gives them an extra few days now, right? Yeah. That helps. But yeah, like, I mean, it's a foot injury. Are you ever? Do you ever feel good about a foot injury coming back? And like, no. You need at least a couple of weeks of conditioning too, yeah. right? Like that's going to take a especially minute. with it's the way he like plays. He can, Jesus, right? And the difference between like Chris Paul's hand injury is CP can do cardio still, right? right. With I, the foot injury, nope, you can't. You know, <laughs> like that's the challenge. Do get to do I that could cool, also like, see underwater like team. treadmill thing though. I, I've always wanted to do that. I, I could also see them as a team that just. <laughs> keeps building as the playoffs progress like like not looking great at all against denver in the first round and then steph gets a little better draymond's in better shape clay gets a little used to it and then some of the young guys get get more used to the playoff competition and then they start looking sharper like i I don't think that's out of the the question either no no. they're they're really a wild card right now because the way they played at the beginning of the season they were right up there with phoenix for the the most machine team in in the league like they had everyone bought in everyone was on the same page defensively they were awesome and i think the defense can carry them maybe while they figure some other stuff out um but we'll see they're, they're total wild card to me right now um this this will be fun this will be a nice little throwback for you jay uh kyrie irving says he wants to stay somewhere long term <laughs> i remember that one I remember that one. <laughs> so if you remember the the Nets had like a four year like what was it like 180 185 uh extension for Kyrie um on the table at one point and then uh you know he wouldn't get vaccinated and then we didn't know if he was going to you know when he was going to play and uh and they pulled it. And so he uh this is this is from Andrew Lopez of ESPN. Quote, to be honest, 
I signed up for this for the long run. For me, it has always been about being comfortable and loving where I'm at. I love it here. Once that summertime hits, I know we'll have some conversations, but there's no way I could leave my man seven anywhere. So he doesn't want to leave Kevin Durant. He could have signed an extension already. Well, they took it off the table, right? Like I guess he could have yeah. signed it before they yeah. took it off the table, right? Yeah, <laughs> like- yeah, he could have. He could. He could have. And then, and then the Nets kind of pulled it. But the the one thing about Kyrie, it's like he could feel that way today. I have no idea how he's going to feel that way if he's going to feel that way tomorrow, right? Like that's the thing about Kyrie. Yeah. It's so unpredictable. The, uh, something that's funny to me too is just the verbal tick that people have when they're like, "To be honest with you," I'm like, "You've been lying this whole time." Are you? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> Put that up there with no offense. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, all, all, like all, all those. Due, yeah. With all due respect. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like when I when he starts off with "To be honest," I'm like, "Uh oh, here we go." <laughs> What's Kyrie going to say here? But yeah, like I, I immediately thought of, you know, someday I want to have my, my number up in the rafters and in Boston and everything. And I know it's different this time than it is with the Celtics, but also maybe it's not, Jay. But yeah, maybe. But I, I do think the, the Kevin Durant layer is real, too. Like, they're tight. They're good friends. They, like, he, he really, really appreciates Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Also, so, also for so maybe um, that will be something that keeps him around. Maybe maybe that will be something that actually makes him honor his word this time. I think he's done this yeah. at every stop, right? Like he did it in I'm Cleveland. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he came I'm out and said sure. he was going to stay in Cleveland, and then Boston. Obviously, there was a whole skeptical. And I think, he, I think he did a commercial. Like he quickly. did a commercial in Boston. He did. <laughs> yeah, my with jersey up in the rafters. In the like, That's a good commercial, man. It was a good commercial. It was a great yeah. commercial. It was completely bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it was a commercial. <laughs> Somebody got to buy an <laughs> NFT of that. <laughs> um, talking about bullshit. Uh, Darren Fox is on it. Um, we. Uh, <laughs> I, I also think it's. I think it's worth noting that Kevin Durant hasn't really at least publicly hammered Kyrie over this like missing game stuff because of the mandate, right? Like Kyrie has actually been pretty supportive. I don't know what it's like behind closed doors. I assume it's, it's pretty similar, but I, I think that that kind of helps lead towards that. And the guy who was pissed about it got traded. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a great point too. Like, and I I do think it lends itself to kind of showing, you know, more comfort there. And if Kyrie is, you know, talking about like, Hey, I want to be comfortable where I am. Um, this has been by a lot of reporting, a lot of you know rumors. This has been the most comfortable situation you could imagine for a player like Kyrie. The the Celtics went over like totally bent over backwards for the guy too, though. Uh, and I think honestly, like this whole situation in Brooklyn, it seems like they're afraid of pissing him off. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner StubHub has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. All right, guys, last topic of today, LeBron James won an award. It's not MVP. It's not all NBA, although I'm sure some people will vote for him for that. Uh, It's the Razzie, the 2022 Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Actor in a Film. He won it for... I thought uh, it was going to be Defensive Player of the Year. For Space Jam, A New (laughs) Legacy. Uh, The film was... Space Jam, A New Legacy was very popular with the Razzie's According to NBC Sports, they picked up a few other awards. Worst screen combo, which was LeBron with any Warner Brothers character. Worst prequel (laughs) or worst prequel ripoff or sequel as well. Uh, But did not win worst movie. Uh, Also worth noting, it uh, made $162 million at the box office during a pandemic, which is pretty good. (laughs) So maybe he gets the last laugh in in there. Um, I don't remember the movie at all. I watched I it. it I wrote something on it. I like it was. I just remember I, the only thing I remember is thinking like, this is about forty minutes too long. I don't remember the second half of it because I turned it off after the first half. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even make it to the game. Nope, I definitely did not make it to the game. It was a weird movie, man. It was just strange. It was, it was bad. Like that's all I got. Like it was just not good. I'm not at all. What about the idea the, that uh, it's for kids and it's not for us? That's fair. I mean, and also to be fair, also the say, first one sucked too. Yeah, I'm about to say the first you ever one. Watch that as an either. adult; it's awful. <laughs> but you know the difference is, I don't feel like of MJ. Well, that, <laughs> but I don't think MJ was trying to act, whereas LeBron was trying to act. Right? I felt like that might have been the difference. Also, I haven't seen the original Space Jam in God knows how long. Don't do it. Like, don't do it. Like whatever your memory no, of no it as a kid, like just keep that. Because I watched it as an adult. Oh, trust me, I have no intention. The other difference was the soundtrack, man. Soundtrack for Space Jam original was crazy. Oh man, so yeah, that's what. Because that's the thing. Whenever, whenever I've over the years about yo, the first Space Jam sucked. People always go, yeah, but the soundtrack's so good. It's like, what does that have to do with anything? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes, I go to movies for the yeah, soundtrack. Exactly. Like, 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 oh, that movie sucked. Like, yeah, but did you see the trailers before? It's amazing. Like, doesn't do anything. It wasn't. It, it wasn't a Disney musical. Like, what right, are we talking right, about? Exactly. Here? Like, exactly. Also, shout out to do, the big game. From do we think Space Jam Two ruined the Lakers? <laughs> uh, was Westbrook in it? Westbrook no. wasn't in it, right? So maybe that's what's torn them remember. apart all year. He chose Dame for that. Maybe that's the problem. Oh, maybe that. Well, he did try to recruit Dame. Remember? Yeah. Maybe this was. He brought it. Brought him to first the house. off, if you if you're using the movie as a recruiting tool, this failed, and this was an expensive. You don't know failure. what the royalties are on this. You don't know what that payout is. You know. He, no, he's gonna make a ton of money if you just used it as a recruiting tool <laughs> to get Dame to the Lakers. It didn't work. I mean, Jordan <laughs> used it as a way to get back in shape to, you know, to go to go do his comeback. You know, yeah. How's that how's that worked Imagine out? Imagine what Jordan did to Sean Bradley, man. That, oh my god, that must have been tough in the pickup game. Yeah, that must have been that must have been real bad. Um, all right, that's good. Speaking of real bad, uh, go watch Space Jam: New Legacy. That's gonna do it for us. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the Athletic. Make sure you're checking out all the other shows on the Athletic NBA Show Network, Athletic NBA Show Podcast, the Network, everything. No dunks. What I miss with Michelle Beadle. All the team specific shows. Make sure you're getting those every morning in your podcast feeds. Rate, subscribe, follow, whatever they say, whatever the wording is. Uh, unsubscribe, resubscribe, do all that stuff. For Jay King, for Modak Hill, for Jade Hoy, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked on the athletic for this playoff run. Bye.